This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Okay, folks, welcome back. Horticulture's Phil Russia. I don't know, welcome back. Just welcome, period. We're going to have a good time just yakking about gardening. That's all it is, just gardening here on MPB. Got all sorts of stuff during the week, of course. You know, I mean, all sorts of stuff. But today it's about gardening, and uh, we're going to be kicking around some ideas. And if you've got some things on your mind you'd like to talk about, give us a call. It's, it's live. It's toll-free, one eight seven seven mpb ring And, uh, hey, how about uh, – uh, William Shatner getting up into space, you know. Yeah, he, he Captain Kirk. He took method acting to a whole new uh, <laughs> atmosphere. But you know, it, the, the the Star Trek. He was a star of it. Aired in 1966. That's 55 years ago. So over half a century later, he finally gets up to space. Yeah, William Shatner, 90 years old, uh, and still. As dramatic as ever. <laughs> boom. I just saw the world boom. boom. Anyway, y'all, we're going to talk about gardening. If you got some things you want to yak about, bring it on. I'm, uh, I, I, I did something. You know, I like to deconstruct stuff. You know, I like to break stuff down. And people say, I really can't garden. I don't know. I can't. How to get started? So I started growing stuff in the back of my truck just to show that you can garden anywhere. You know, and all it is is just a big box of potting soil with all sorts of plants in it that can take heat and drought and cold and, and a lot of wind. Um, and people look at this and say, well, that's real. And I say, well, you can do that in a little small pot. And if you can do it in a pot, you could do it in a bigger box. If you can do that, you can do it in a whole yard. So kind of deconstructing it. Well, you know, uh, I finally broke my coffee cup, my dirty, nasty coffee cup, and y'all gave me a new one. You know, MPB coffee mug. And it's clear. It's clear. It's got yeah. the MPB logo. It's real nice and all, but as clear as it can be. And I'm thinking, what can I do with that? <laughs> you took it to a whole new atmosphere. <laughs> I got a couple of plants. I get this uh, papyrus plant. I've got some uh, golden muddy ward. I've got this little plant called um, water hyacinth. And I've got uh, some of this little tiny little floating stuff. I don't know if you can see these little bitty things, Java. They've only got two leaves. But this is the smallest flowering plant in North America. Each one of these has tiny little flowers, and it floats. If you've ever seen like a bio or something, it looks like it's covered with grass. It's just solid green mass. Uh-huh. It's these tiny little plants. Oh, wow. But so I put them in here, and I took it a step further. I got three goldfish in it. It's just it's, it's your own little. They're not koi, but it's your own little koi pond. That's right. I mean, you know, and I'm, I'm gonna let them loose later. But the point <laughs> is, I've got a clear coffee mug with some plants growing in water and some fish in it. And if I can do this, I can do the next bigger step. And if you do the next bigger step, you can do bigger. First thing you know, you got a water garden out in the yard. And we will put a picture up on our yep, podcast. Yep, yep, we will. Matter of fact, my favorite, I've got two water gardens, and one is an old sugar kettle. Uh, they all pretty and rusty and all like that with Spanish moss hanging around it. But my favorite one is one of these big stock watering tanks. You get it like at, at a farmer supply, a tractor supply, the big uh, galvanized metal things. And it's about, oh, two and a half feet tall, and it's about four feet across. And I just set it in my yard. I leveled it up with some sand. I set it in there. I spray painted, you know, a little brownish to make it look less shiny. 
and I've planted some stuff around it, and I've got a big round water garden sitting on top, sort of like a, a, a bigger version of a kitty wading pool. But I got plants in it. I've got a little water garden. Now I got goldfish in it. So it's not you don't have to dig a hole and go to a lot of trouble and effort to do something like a water garden. So what you what you're saying the key is if you want to do something I guess extravagant or maybe big one day start small. Yeah, yeah. Just you know start with a coffee cup. And if you're not sure about growing plants, just put some coffee in it and sit on the kitchen counter and leave it there for three or four weeks. You get all the really (laughs) pretty colorful mold and stuff growing on it. That's a start. And then you can work up to the goldfish. (laughs) Anyway, if you want to give us a call, uh, talk about gardening, bring it on. We're going to just talk about it. We're going to start out uh, talking with Melanie. I can't see with my bifocals. Where are you calling from, Melanie? L.A. L.A. Okay, Lower Alabama. Yes. I got you. What's going on? Heart of the South. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I have some questions. <clears throat> so first of all is I have a bridal wreath, <clears throat> excuse mm. me, which you know, 15 years ago, in good in good faith, I planted a row of Sasanquas bridal wreaths and uh, other things on this little berm that exists in my yard. Uh-huh. Well, now they're you know 10 feet tall or maybe taller. One of them is too close to my Sasanqua, which is in full bloom right now. Yeah. And I was wondering if I could just like cut it off and then take it up. And do you? How do you propagate bridal wreath? Do, do I? Cut, it, it's got a hundred stems. Yeah. Can I cut it up with an axe? You sure can. Or or a saw would be better. If you get a, like a pruning saw, it's got those real sharp blades that point backwards, okay. so it cuts when you pull towards you. That goes through a whole lot quicker than, you know, if you want to use a shovel, just sharpen it first. But, no, uh, what, what I would do, if you want to do it now, you know, you need, to, you need to prune it back, Melanie. And if you prune it back, there goes all those glorious flowers in the spring. So if you could wait till spring, let it bloom, then cut it back to, you know, cut the whole thing back to a foot, foot and a half, two feet tall, and then just dig it up piece by piece of the whole thing and saw it up later. But uh, you really need to cut it back if you're going to move it. But, uh, if you, you know, if you do it now, it'll, it'll work, but it's just going to be naked all winter long. It's not going to bloom next spring. Yeah, I was – I figured I was going to – I didn't know when, when it was right to do it. Okay, so a couple of other questions, please. Barberry, does that grow in Lower Alabama? Yes, it does. Yes, it right. does. Now, there's there's a lot of different kinds. So keep in mind when they when we say barberry, there's some really big ones, there's some really compact ones that some have better color than others. So you know, just keep in mind that you know, just like azaleas, there's all different kinds. Same thing with barberries. So make sure you get one that's going to be the size you want instead of one that's too small or it has to be pruned all the time. Okay. And how about alliums? Yeah. I mean, alum, garlic is an allium. You know, some of the real fancy ones are the great big uh, fist-sized, you know, purple, blue-looking flowers. They're right. going to be they're going to be one shot. You know, okay. sort of like tulips, but they're they're awful pretty. What I would do is take stuff like that and and uh, grow them in a pot with some pansies, something to give a little bit extra oomph out of it. And then next yeah. spring, and they die down, you could put them somewhere in the yard and see if they come back. But you know they're going to be a little expensive, and uh, right at first, yeah, if you put them in a container with some other plants, you get a little bit more bang for your buck. Okay, and Wajilia? Yeah, no, Wajila. It ain't got no ia. Azalea, spirea, but it's Wajila. Wajila. Okay. It's a stupid, stupid thing to know, but there it is. 
So does it, it, how does it do here? It does great. It does great. It's uh, you know, it, they, they come in variegated, come in green. They got pink flowers, white flowers, red flowers, um, but uh, they they get to be pretty good size. And if you right. prune them, you know, you have to prune them when they finish blooming. And they bloom after azaleas, but in the spring. So they're, they're, they're a good plant to put with azaleas. You get your spirea, your azalea, your agila. You know, then you've got, you know, you spread your bloom out. When everybody else had just nothing but green meatballs, you got something else blooming out there. Well, I just don't—I don't recognize them in landscapes around here, so that's—I was wondering. Well, you—you don't—you don't because garden centers don't sell these things. Garden centers sell what people come in and asking for, and they ask for what they see. And so, you know, we get into this uh, uh, what's this self-feeding loop type thing? You know, people yeah. see something, they plant it. More people see it, they all ask for it. Next thing you know, all these wonderful, terrific, old-fashioned shrubs—they used to be everywhere. They don't have them at the big box stores or the garden centers, so you know I have to sort of shop around for them. But they're great well, plants. Mexican firebush the other day at a little roadside uh, yeah. garden center lady, and oh gosh, it's so beautiful. It's blooming orange, and you know the stems are red after the blooms fall off. Yeah. So I hope it's going to do well. It'll do. It'll do fine. Uh, matter of fact, it does great. I wrote about it in my Tough Plants for Florida books, but it does fantastic. Even up as far, you know, as Montgomery, it'll do okay. You know, might have a little trouble in in Birmingham, but it does great on the coast. I was all excited because, you know, something that blooms in the fall, because I have all these azaleas and things that bloom in the spring, but mm-hmm. something that blooms in the fall is just so, to me, it's exciting. But I saw, I was like, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's a good plant. Now, have you planted it yet or still in the pot? It's still in the pot. Okay, when you plant it, you know, give it, you know, plenty of root room and loosen up the potting soil. You know, so that, you know, it can get roots into, you can mix its potting soil in with your dirt, but don't just pull out of the pot and stick in the ground. And it'll, you know, if you have a really, really hard freeze, it might get burned back, but it'll come back no problem. Okay, great. All right, well, you have a great day, and thank you so much. Okay, thanks for your call. Appreciate it. All righty, bye-bye. All righty, Mexican firebush. You know, it's one of those Florida plants that's coming north. And, you know, when people worry, wonder about uh, climate change, I go by the state fair, you know, and it always gets cold. Well, it usually gets cold in the middle of state fair. It's at the end of the state fair this time. So maybe it's just an anomaly. And it's kind of like what you said last week with the uh, the Farmer's, farmer's Almanac, mm-hmm. where it's kind of like we know these things are going to happen. Yeah. And we just put them all in a book and said, it's here it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to be talking about gardening. If you want to give us a call, we've got some lines open right now. Sir Kevin Farrell is our phone greeter. Sort of like the Walmart greeter for MPB, the phone greeter. Good morning. Thanks for calling MPB. Give them a give them a go. Give us a call. Toll free one eight seven seven MPB ring. By the way, I'm doing a pro presentation on the coast this weekend, Sunday afternoon, outdoors at the Pavilion in in uh, Past Christiane. Past Christiane has got the library and the the uh, the the city hall. It's about a half a block north of the beach, and we're doing a free presentation starting at two o'clock. I'm talking about wildflowers and native plants but bring a folding chair and bring something to talk about bring something from your yard anything and we're going to have a really really laid back informal time it's sponsored by the by the library folks down there but past christian two o'clock sunday afternoon at the pavilion by the library right off the beach look forward to seeing y'all there we're going to take a quick break here at mississippi public broadcasting come back with more after this hi i'm Ryder taff co-host of money talks 
Each week, we take your personal finance questions and tell you about a money topic we hope you find helpful. Podcasts can be found on our website or on your smart device's podcasting platform. Okay, doke. Welcome back, folks. Horticulture's fellow rushing. We'll be talking about gardening. I'm going to pick up my microphone. I'm going to lean forward, and it says, Huntsville, Alabama, United States. We got a caller from there? Yeah, Kevin, is, he's lining them up right now. We actually got two callers getting ready to... Um, okay, so which one should we go to? Well, we got to wait for them to line them oh, up. Okay, first. okay, okay. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. Uh, I posted something on the Mississippi Guarding Facebook thing. I said it was going to be in Long Beach this weekend. It's past Christiane. You know, they got this this pier, you know, where the, the tour goes out to Ship Island and all like that. One block north of there at the library and city halls. It's free, 2 o'clock in the afternoon at uh, Outdoor Pavilion. Bring a chair. Let's let's have some fun. Now, who are we talking to? Now we're ready, and let's go talk to uh, Lisa in Hattiesburg. Hey, Lisa, how are you? Good morning. Great. How are y'all? I'm fine. You know, I tried. To, I thought I had a a, uh, a little shortcut here, picking my microphone up, walking over to the display board, see who it was, and I, mess, I even messed that up. So what you got going on? This year, I grew some hardy hibiscus from seed. Mm -hmm. None of them have produced any flowers, but they're all about maybe two and a half feet tall with lots of leaves. And um, I I don't, they're all in pots. Do I need to put those in the ground for the wintertime, or are they good to stay in the pot all winter? No, these are are perfect hardy. They'll actually do better in the dirt. You know, know, when you grow them from seed, sometimes it takes a year or two for a plant from seed to reach flowering maturity. But they will always grow better in some good dirt. If you got some good dirt, if you don't add some stuff to it, fluff it. You know, keep your dirt, but add stuff to it. Sort of fluff it up. But uh, they'll, they'll die down in the wintertime, but they should come back and do fine. Now, there's a lot of different hardy hibiscus, though. What kind was yours? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. Um, like I, I dinner plate. colors they are. Yeah. Uh, the only the only hibiscus that are not going to be hardy in Hattiesburg are the ones that they people call them Chinese hibiscus. They get the real slick leaves, those fancy fist sized flowers. They got real slick looking leaves, and those are strictly tropical. But all the rest of them, uh, usually they die down. The only hibiscus that stays up all year long is the one they call Althea or Rose of Sharon. But you got a bunch of really good ones. They'll do fine if you go ahead and loosen up the potting soil, put them outside, and mulch them real good. Okay. Do I need to feed them with any fertilizer or anything? Next year, next year. You know, let's let's let them slow down. Just uh, sometime over the next little while. You know, when the, when we get a frost or something, just cut them back, plant them like you would a day day lily or something like that, and cover them with some mulch. Maybe plant some daffodils around it so you have something to look at in the wintertime. And just as they start dying down, the hibiscus will come up next year. Okay. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it. That's a kind of tough one. A lot of different hibiscus out there. There's one they call the Red Star hibiscus. Some people call it Texas Star. Big, tall plant, lots of stems. But the hibiscus that's blowing everybody away right now is one they call Cotton Leaf Mallow or Cotton Mallow because the leaves look like big cotton leaves. So a lot of people call it Confederate Rose, but it's big, it's bold. Uh, they have pink ones. They have some that, that fade from, from white to pink to red. Uh, but anyway, it is a huge shrub, perfectly hardy, easy to grow from cuttings right now. So if you see one in bloom, knock on the door. They'll give you a cutting because that's where they got it from. Okay, now let's go to... Joyce in, I can't see it. Franklin County. Franklin County. Hey, Alabama. Joyce. How are you doing, Joyce? What's up? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing um, good. 
I would like some advice. We have a new granddaughter, and we live on family land that will one day go to our son. And I would like to plant something, perhaps native, to kind of give her a connection to the land. It would be her tree, I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Could you give me some hints, maybe? Yeah, no question, hands down. The little Jim Magnolia. Okay. Little Jim, it, you know, it, when it, when they're full grown, they're not they're not as big as a crepe myrtle. They they have small leaves. The flowers will fit in a little hand. They smell good. They bloom, from you know, it's the longest blooming magnolia, and it's a nice little compact thing. And every time she sees or smells that magnolia, wherever she goes, anywhere in the world, she got to think about y'all. What does she she call you Mimo yet? No, no, I've got a gamma. <laughs> Gamma. She can think of Gamma. Every time she sees or smells a magnolia, she can remember Gamma planted this. How, how old is she now? Uh, two months. Okay. Well, when y'all plant it, have her in the picture. Okay. Because oh, that's, that, that's, yeah. that's the kind of stuff that 50, 60, 70 years from now is going to be precious. But uh, anyway, yeah. and also uh, get a handful of these little daffodils called paper whites. Mm-hmm. You know, because they come up in sometimes as early as Christmas, but they're real, real fragrant. Uh, and you can plant those around the base of it. So, so you know, she has something, you know, two different things. Yeah. And, and, and they grow together. Since you can dig in a hole, go ahead and put more than one thing in it. Well, does the, does the little gem, does it need a lot of sun, uh, partial? Or? It, it, it'll, it does best in full sun, but it'll do fine in, in, in pretty decent shade. It'll bloom better with more sun, but at least, uh, you know, at least a few hours of sun. And, uh, okay. you know, just dig a nice wide hole, loosen up the roots, stick some daffodils around it. You know, I get a picture of her holding the daffodil bulbs. I know she's too little to grab anything, but do something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. And um, where would I get a, a little gem magnolia? It's pretty widely available. It's, uh, you know, a lot of garden centers carry it. Uh, and don't feel like you got to get a big one. A little one will actually, not only cheaper, but it'll, it'll get established and outgrow a bigger one. But it's called Little Jim, G-E-M. And uh, Google it and you'll see what I mean. But it is such a cool plant, really dependable, really durable, native, blooms a long time, fragrant. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hugger, hugger, Gamma. Okay, I will. Thanks. (laughs) I got pictures of my kids doing all sorts of little stuff when they were kids. And I show it to them now and they realize they were shown some stuff. You know, and they, you know, every time my daughter sees a magnolia, she thinks of home. That was a real great tip because that is you. You want to do the activity, yeah, but getting that, you know, that sentimental evidence yeah. is, is great. And, and and if she plants those paper white uh, daffodils, they're real fragrant. Then wherever this little girl moves to, she can take some with her. And have a reminder, you know, unless she lives up in Canada, she can grow them in a pot. But see, that way she has something she can take with her, a reminder of her old Alabama home. Pretty nice right there. Thank you, sir. My goldfish are having a good time in my MPB cup. Can we put a picture of this with our podcast today? Yeah, we're going to put it up because <laughs> they are three happy little people. <laughs> yeah, I got 10 of them. They, I went to PetSmart. They were 16 cents a piece. I'm thinking, you know, you can eat these things, bones and all. For 16 cents, you bet. It's cheaper than dog food. And we do have to put this out there because we talked about it on Creature Comforts. Do not catch and release your goldfish like they get big they get really big and they're kind of invasive yeah and they're bony when they get big you can't hardly eat them they're carp (laughs) let me see we got lisa we gotta do something about this screen i can't see that lisa from where lisa and strayhorn strayhorn hey lisa good morning good morning how are you 
Oh, I'm doing fine. Like in this weather, it's the temperature. It's going to get better tomorrow, too. Can't wait, can't wait. Well, what can we do? Um, I do, I guess we've got a lot of shade in our backyard. It's kind of not a super steep hill, but kind of steep enough hill. And there's places where the, where the grass don't grow. Right. And it kind of walks down a little bit, but I got a big old oak tree back there, so I got plenty of leaves. So I'm trying to keep it from washing. Yeah. Uh, but I know if I leave leaves in one spot too long, it kills the grass underneath and just makes it bare, and I don't want that either. So yeah. I just leave the leaves in the dry, in the, in the dirt areas? or Yeah, yeah. And when they get into the grass, blow them over, rake them over to the, to, to the bare area. You know, this is uh, what we call grass is an Asian, an invasive alien plant from Asia. It spreads, and, but it needs, it's a prairie plant. It grows in the full sun. And it doesn't do well in the shade, even even where it's native to. So it's a prairie plant. And uh, so where the grass peters out under the tree, what you can do is make a distinct line. Here's grass. Here's not grass. Don't and, have to. It does itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it sort of feathers it. It sort of fades from grass to no grass. If you make a distinct line, and you can do that uh, by just, you know, when you when a, a branch falls out of the – some branch limbs fall, you know, make a little uh, – like a, like some people border flower beds oh, with monkey right grass. You know, you can do it with, with, with limbs. And then, and then put every now and then, you know, maybe at the ends of the limb, just put a few clumps here and there of monkey grass that sort of hold everything in place. And it looks like, you know, you've got a lawn and then a shade garden. But, you know, put something distinct out there. And the easiest things are, are limbs. Little cl- oh, I got the big ones that fell already. That I got off to the side over that side anyway. I just drag them back out. And I'm about and, to and, and, the grass I can get. And, and put them in a line to where it looks like you're doing it on purpose. And then, like I say, a few clumps of monkey grass. And then, you know, then you can, you know, maybe put a fern here and then next year sticking as a, you know, in other words, just turn it gradually into a, an area of this. Here's grass and a distinct line. Here's the shade. And then, you know, just take it from there. But just that line of stuff, a couple of clumps of monkey grass, going to make it look southern living. And where I mow on that side, it's not it's not going to get weed up where I need a weed eater either because it's so shady there that it'll look pretty. Thank yep. you so much. It's psychology. You, you bet. And it's just like it, it, it's, it's, it's like eyebrows. You know, you can have uh, big old hairy eyebrows or you can pluck them and make them nice and neat. It's up to you. That's what I called to say. I'll ask him because he'll, he'll tell me what I need to do. Okay. okay. So it's going to be pretty. All right. Have fun. Send us a picture. I, I'll do that. Okay. See ya. Bye-bye. Okay. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get, I'm going to lean forward. I'm going to hold my head back. <laughs> Jim's calling from Jackson. Hey, Jim. Good morning. Good morning, Senator Jim Rosenblatt. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Doing fine. I got some goldfish in a coffee cup. We're all happy as happy as we can be. Silver, I've had real good luck with my okra this year. When it got to be about five feet tall, I cut it back, and it's growing up from the lower limbs and still producing incredible amounts. And, yeah. Uh, is, there, is there any other plant that, that you cut back and it continues to grow like that? Well, any any kind of plant that's got a woody stem like that, you know, you can't do corn like that, for example. But uh, any kind, you know, okra and peppers. Peppers naturally branch, but okra is probably the 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 most common garden plants that you cut back. You know, when I was a kid, you know, you had to to grab the stalk of the 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 okra and walk your hands up and bend it over to you and reach the okra at the top. And then I found out you can just cut every other one back and have a nice little bushy hedge. 
it's got the most beautiful flower too. I love the okra blossom. It's a hibiscus. A lot of people don't realize that it is a it is a hibiscus and got a beautiful and the, the bees love it. It's a pretty plant. There's a variety that called burgundy. And the leaves are just as burgundy. The pods are burgundy. Still got that pale yellow flower, but it's a beautiful ornamental plant, and you can eat it. Well, I've never done that. Well, right down the street from from uh, is this is this still at the law school? It, it is. Yes, it's Sco- my law school garden. Scoot over to Hutto's and get a little packet of burgundy uh, okra seed. Tell Herbie I said hey. I'll try that next year. Thanks, Felder. All right, appreciate it. Okay, we got the lines open, but it's probably a good time to take a break yeah it's it's we at the halfway mark nine thirty um to be exact i like to, to to use a little bit of a what i call a cheesy tune just to kind of break stuff up because you know gardening you know it's like any kind of topic you know you get into a rut and all like that so i like to do something that celebrates the season or something is happening or you know something is kind of relevant or just plain cheesy and i'm not sure which one this one is <laughs> It's, it, it's it, timely. It really encompasses all three of those things. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's, it's by an, an actor from 1966 who was uh, through the, the known universe, and he finally made it up into space. I'm a horticulturist, fellow rushing. Job is such a pleasure being here at MPB, you and Kevin and all the other folks. So we're going to take just a little short break. And by the way, we have a special for y'all next week. We're going to do a two-hour Two program, whole hours. Two hours next week from 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock. See how that does. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to find something to talk about. Give us a call. Toll-free, one mpb ring Horticulture's fell to rushing. We're going to take a break and come back right after this. She packed my bags last night, pre-flight. Zero hour... 9 a.m. And I'm going to be high as a kite by then. I think it's going to be a long, long time. Till touchdown brings me around again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home. No, 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 no. Rocket Man. A Rocket Man. And I think it's going to be a long, long time till touchdown brings me around again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home. No, 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 no. I'm a rocket. I'm a rocket man. Rocket man. Burning out his fuse up here, alone. I think it's gonna be a long, long time. Okie folks, welcome back. Hope you enjoy that little William Shatner thing. He was uh, he was Captain Kirk in 1966, and he finally got up to space. 
And fun fact, on the very first episode of Star Trek, mm -hmm. he was not even on it. Really? Yeah, he didn't. I don't think he came until maybe the second or third um, episode. Well, nobody's more dramatic than him. First time I saw him was in the Twilight Zone episode with that monster looking from the airplane window. Oh, that was that was William Shatner. Wow, I'm gonna have to go back. I remember <laughs> the black and white. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about gardening. We're gonna start out sliding up to the Delta, my stomping grounds. Hey, Barbara, how are you this morning? Good morning. Hello. I met you when you were at the park here in Cleveland. You know, you know, my truck got stuck out there that day. Before y'all got there, I got stuck in the mud, and I got pictures of the job and all the other folks pushing me out of the mud. I wish I had. <laughs> I had so much fun that day, and I bought both your books, and I've been reading them, and I just got all this yard. Oh, it's really wild from a friend who was selling her mother's stuff. Yeah, it's the Delta. You can do that in the Delta. I'm having, yeah, my husband thinks it's kind of weird, but he hadn't. He likes it, too. He, he hadn't admitted it. I went, I went, got some plants that day with the swap. Mm -hmm. I got some Jerusalem artichokes that have grown. I heard you say about four feet, but these must be eight feet. No, no, no. They get, they get big. You know, I, I would have said seven or eight feet. Are they, are they blooming for you? Yes. I went away for 10 days and I got back Sunday and they're the most gorgeous flowers, yellow flowers that I didn't know I was going to have. And I, my, question is are they good to cut and bring in they're they're so pretty well you know some flowers they they wilt a little bit you know but i think if you cut them and strip some of the leaves off and put them in some water they might last a little i just you know the the some flowers that have lots of smaller flowers they tend to droop okay because the artichoke i mean i had no idea what i was getting you know i had it was just such a pleasant surprise yeah when you know here's something you can do if you've got enough place in your yard where you can move it to because now you see how big it gets it tends to spread so you're going to have about three times as much next year find a place off to one side where you can put some of it and uh you know maybe one of these um uh, confederate roses maybe some goldenrod in other words have you a tall big yellow tall fall border Okay, and, I'll try that because I put it next to a, a Japanese magnolia. I was going to take it over, it, and it's gone up the Japanese magnolia. Yeah, yes. yeah, and, and they do <laughs> spread. And by the way, uh, Jerusalem artichoke is a sunflower, but it's also called sunchoke. You can eat the roots. I read about that, but I hadn't figured it out yet. Well, uh, you know, just just go just go online. It has all sorts of recipes, but you peel them and you sort of eat them like like I guess potatoes or something. But anyway, it spreads. It spreads. That's right. So you might want to you know this sometime this winter when it dies down, go ahead and move it someplace because it's just going to get it, it ain't going to get any smaller. <laughs> okay, but it's funny because this person who shared had lots of them. So yeah, yeah. Share it. That's one of the that's one of the rules of passing on plants. Anytime somebody wants to give you a lot of something, think twice. Okay, I got some century plants there, and they're doing well too, but Good. they're not as quick. No. One other question: Someone get potted some purple uh, hydrangeas for me, and they said keep them in the pots during the summer. Is it time to put them out? Yes, it is. Yes. Well, whenever you can get around to, uh, you or your husband get around to digging a big hole, because the kind of hole y'all dig is going to determine where, how it's going to perform. Nice, wide hole, loosen up the roots, because the, the quicker it can grow roots straight out sideways, the more it's going to be able to, to take that, that hot delta heat and humidity. Needs a good, wide hole, lots of mulch. Okay, but good for, she said, wait till fall. And the other thing is purple. I always heard it had to do with whether it was alkaline, whatever the soil was. It does. 
It okay. does. Hers was purple because she had an, an acidic soil. If you want yours to stay purple, uh, I don't know. You know, I, I, if you call the extension office there, they can tell you in general whether your soil is is acid or, or is acidic or alkaline. You know, they know because they do a lot. So you don't have to have your soil test. He'll be able to tell you in general. And uh, and if it's if it's not acidic, you can get this stuff called is is sold in garden centers a powder stuff called sulfur flowers of sulfur, and you work it into your soil. It's the opposite of lime. Lime makes an acid soil alkaline. Sulfur makes an alkaline soil acidic. Okay, sulfur. Okay, I'm going to try to remember. Thank you so much. All right. I appreciate it. I, I'm having so much fun. I have didn't do in my yard till COVID, and now I am just, the last two years have been good for me. Well, do, 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 that's a chance. Are you by any chance in a garden club or anything? No, because I've always been scared of flower shows. Okay. I have lots of friends who <laughs> in, but I, I just had an almost phobia that the minute I joined a garden club, they're going to make me do an arrangement. Yeah, well, you know, have fun. But what I'm getting at, if you dig this sun choke up, this Jerusalem artichoke to move it, take a little piece and stick it someplace where nobody expects it. Okay. Be a gorilla gardener. Okay, thank you. I will, because I've got – it's it's – doing really well. well Thank you. you. Have a good day. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. I, I look forward to next week. Two hours. Thanks. Yeah, two hours. We, I mean, we, you know, we're just, I might have to come up with some cheesy tunes because I don't know if I got enough to talk about for two hours, but we're going to give it a go. Thank you. Take care. All righty. Appreciate it. Okay. And I see Frank and I see Alabama. That's all I can see. Frank, how are you, sir? I'm fine. Thank you. What's up? I have a I've got a hundred-year-old magnolia tree. Mm-hmm. Its root patterns tend to pile up on each other. Right under the tree, is it harmful to take off the highest of them? You shave them off, yep, or to put a little dirt around underneath them to the tree. Well, if you put dirt around it, what you gonna do with the dirt? So, cause ain't nothing gonna grow there. No, but it's walking across it is kind of a. I'm getting, I'm 64 years old and walking across the roots getting trickier in the dark. Okay, here's the deal. If you go to any botanic garden, I'm, I'm talking about even you, you go to a botanic garden in Japan where they celebrate our magnolia. They, they grow magno, more magnolia and cypress trees in Japan, Japanese botanic gardens we do here. What they do is where they have something like that, where the roots are a problem, they make a little a little ditch around it and say, here's where the grass is, here's where the roots are, and they celebrate the roots as a visual part of the tree. They celebrate them. And then when the leaves fall onto the grass, you just blow them up onto the magnolia tree. But, you know, if, if, if there's some that get way out from the tree and they're really bothering you where you're mowing or something, you can cut a few here and there. But up under the tree, uh, those roots are shallow because... One reason, they can't grow deep. Your soil is heavy or stays wet. But uh, when, when trees grow in a soil that doesn't, where air doesn't penetrate very deep or stays wet, the roots have to be on top of the ground because they just can't grow deeper. So that, that's, his, that's his version of saying, here's who I am, you know. So, uh, very good. You know, it's sort of like having white hair growing in your ears, my friend. You just leave them and celebrate them. Good deal. That's what we'll do. And yeah. uh, your point about taking a picture, uh-huh. we, this, this is on my father-in-law's property, and there is a picture of him when he's about three and this tree when it's probably two or three years old. So, yes, those are even even not just to the person that you're taking the picture of. It'll go for generations further. Yeah. Now, there are. There, by the way, there's a couple of plants that will grow under a magnolia tree. Uh, you, know, you know, monkey grass, what they call Lyriope liriope. 
Right. You can you can take it out of the pot and just dig half a hole and put it halfway in the ground, half out, but you know, sort of screw it in the ground a little bit, and it will grow under a magnolia tree. And when the magnolia leaves fall on it, they turn sideways, and the monkey grass eats the leaves instead of packing up on top of each other. They turn sideways and they compost themselves. But a lot of botanic gardens have got monkey grass and cast iron plant or aspidistra under their magnolias. And it looks good. It grows there, and it it eats magnolia leaves for a living. <laughs> Gotta like that. Yeah. My father-in-law says that that's the only tree that drops leaves thirteen months out the year. Yeah, yeah. And you know, a lot of people they, they don't like that. And the magnolia say, "You know what? You you know you're body shaming me here. This is what we do. This is what we do. We drop leaves, and we have roots on top of the ground. We drop leaves to 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 sort of cover and feed our our, our roots. So go with that flow." Sounds like a winner. All right. Have fun, man. Bye-bye. Okay. Now, I can see. You know, by the way, I had my eyes tested the other day. No. I, I did. Well, you have to have it once a year because you can't get glasses. So if I cover one eye up, I see Laura, from, but I can't read that bottom line. <laughs> Who is this? Laura from Indianola. Laura from Indianola. How are you, Laura? I'm doing fine. You, do, I have a oh, – go ahead. Do you know I'm from Indianola? Yes. Born and I raised. I live on Indian bio. I did, I did, too. I was raised, you know, taking a rake and pulling eels and uh, little crawfish and stuff like that. And I actually saw a giant goldfish in there one time, so I let it loose. Yeah, I have, too. Uh, my question is about little Jim Magnolia. Uh, when we plant trees, we name them after our family members. Mm-hmm. And I have one named Angie. And I read in the Northside Sun from a um, garden column that you could cut the top one-third out of the little gym and it would um, bush out yeah. and grow better. Is that Well, it's not going to grow better. Just bush out. You know, you can treat it just like some people, uh, you know, let their camellias grow up into small trees and some of them cut them down. Same thing with little gym. Think, think of a camille. You can have a, a a big, tall one, or you can limb it up, or, or you can keep it as a bush. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right. Appreciate it. Straight to the point. Little Jim Magnolia. I remember it first came out. It's not a it's not a, a genetic dwarf. It was selected. Uh, they, they found it growing, and they've been propagating it ever since. But it is a cool plant. I've even seen it in containers, big containers in Delaware, where they grow it. Yeah, so like a magnolia tree in a container. Yeah, but but little Jim, the leaves are are smaller than my hand, and the flowers are you know will fit inside a cup. Okay, okay. You know, so uh, there's some right out in front of uh, you know the M- MPB here. Th- those magnolia trees right by the steps come up front. Okay, th- those, those are little, little gems. gems. Yep. Oh. yep. Anyway, we're going to take a real quick break and come back. Going to remind folks that um, this coming Sunday at two o'clock, I'm going to be at the 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 past Christiane. Gonna be at the pass, uh, just one block north of the pier where the where the the uh, ship island ship leaves is the library and the city uh, city hall. And they've got a nice pavilion there. Uh, it's, it's covered. It's got but bring a uh, a folding chair. Bring something to talk about. I'm gonna be talking about wildflowers and native plants, but whatever you want to yak about. Two o'clock. It's free. Let's have a good time. We'll be right back with more of the Gestalt Gardener here on MPB right after this. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. 
Alrighty, folks, welcome back. We got the lines wide open. You want to get in a call? Uh, we got plenty of time to yak about what's on your guardian mind. And we're going to do a two-hour program next week. It's going to be a live call-in program. And next week is drive time. But instead of doing the usual me and Java saying, please send us money. No, we're going to do a regular program. And then remind folks ways you can be part of the MPB team. Yeah, it's always, you know, Pledge Drive is a, a fun time. We break up the program a little bit. And this year, we are doing something really awesome on next Friday, two hours, call-in show. So Regular thing. Yeah, whatever whatever you want to, you know, generally call in and talk about, let's do it. We're going to play more than the one cheesy <laughs> tune, so you never know what's what's coming out of the Felder's jukebox. And then, uh, you know, we're going to have some, some time to let you know how you can always support listener-supported radio in people. That's right. right. But instead of, you know, a lot of times we just do it, you and me talking and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we usually do cut the phones off. This is going to be normal stuff except two hours. Yeah, wide open phone lines. That's going to be fun. Anyway, uh, let's talk with uh, Craig in Biloxi. Craig, hey, how are you, sir? Hey, good morning. Uh, Is it okay to put sand into some really heavy soil uh, to help aerate it? You you can, but it's 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 not as good. A lot of people say add sand. It's really not as effective as people think. If you're going to do it, go with real coarse sand, not not the sugar sand, but real you know gritty feeling sand. Uh, but it works even better to add organic matter. I start out with pure Yazoo clay. It's 300 feet deep and just it pure clay, and uh, I turn it over. A shovel deep, I throw some organic, some bark and some compost and stir it in like crackers and chili, and that works as well as anything. But okay, uh, and, if, uh, you have to add a and, lot of sand to make a difference, is what I'm saying. Okay, one more question. Uh, is about salt and, uh, and uh, salt water intrusion into your garden or something? Is, is that, that real hard? It is. There's a real problem, real problem with that. And a lot of folks, uh, especially you know, the backwater areas, have got the saltwater intrusion. There are some plants that, that, that tolerate it quite well. I don't know if the Extension Service has a publication. I know that Florida has got a, a good publication on plants that tolerate saltwater intrusion, but it's going to affect a lot of ordinary plants. But anyway, there, there are ways around it just limits. Sort of like if you got shade and you want to grow sun plants, you just can't do it. Well, there's some plants that just won't take the saltwater intrusion. But there's plants that will. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate it. Okay. Now, <laughs> something wrong with my guys. I see Paul. I can't read the... Abita Springs. Abita Springs. Oh, we're over in Louisiana. What's up, Paul? Over in Louisiana. I love you, Sal. I've been listening to you for a long, long time. Long time. What's up? Um, well, I uh, I listened to you a couple weeks ago when you were talking about magnolia and the cones that come off it, mm-hmm. the seed pods, and they're red. But uh, I went back, and they're all brown on the ground. Yeah. I, can you... So how do you uh, propagate those? Well, here, here's the deal. In nature, you know, those little fruit-looking things, those red things, they, you know, they turn brown just like, you know, any kind of fruit. It's eaten by birds and possums and stuff like that. And, they, and, and you know, they eat the little the, the fruits. You know, you just have to be able to pass. But the seeds are still fine. And as it passes through the animal, it gets cleaned really good. And then it gets dropped on the ground. And it, so that's the first thing. you got to get the seed 
out of that little fruit, you got to wash it really good because that f- that funny smelling fleshy fruit actually inhibits seed germination. So take the seeds out, rub them out in a colander, wash them really really good. That's the first step. The second step is the seeds naturally lay out over the winter time. They're exposed to chilling, uh, you know, cool wet conditions. And then they sprout in the spring. That's how they know not to sprout too quick. And you can do that by cleaning the seeds, put them in a plastic bag with a barely damp paper towel. It's not moisture, but it's humidity. And put them in the refrigerator, not the freezer. So you put them in the refrigerator, piece of damp towel. They think they're laying out all all, all winter on the ground, and they'll sprout next spring. But the the seeds are still there. The, 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 the The fruit is gone, just like an old apple core, but the seeds are still good. Uh, some of these are already uh, uh, breaking because they've been on the ground, you know, yeah. splitting in the middle. And so it's that little brown seed that's inside of that? Yeah, yeah so it's the seed. You know, you're, you're looking at the fruit like an apple has got seeds in it. Same thing with the uh, magnolia or dogwood, for that matter. I got you. Fantastic. I, I look forward to it because uh, the one that I took this from is still blooming, the magnolia. It's just... Uh, yeah. It's a fantastic plant I've been watching for a while. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, they, they people are going to have problems with anything. Some people are cat people. They don't like dogs. Some people don't, you know, magnolias have got challenges. But if you accept those as being part of the tree and plant it where it can, where it can have, you know, roots on top of the ground and leaves on the ground, then it'll perform. That's what it wants to do. I got you. My night bloom and spirit bloom. Good, 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 good. Oh. All righty, man. We got a scoop. Appreciate it, man. Hey, if you get a chance, you're you're pretty close to to past Christian. Come on over to the library next Sunday. Let's talk about stuff. And uh, it's in it's in past. Yep, past Christian. One block north of the pier is the the library in the city hall. They got a nice pavilion there. It's going to be real informal and free. Two o'clock Sunday. All right, Felder, we're running close on time. Let's okay. go to Lisa. Also, um, out there on the coast, Long Beach. Long Beach. Hey, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Howdy. What's up? Um, uh, one of our local locally owned uh, nurseries has trees on sale right now. Mm-hmm. I thought that for the most part you should wait till January to plant trees because they're not tiny like you talk about. It's better to get the smallest one, yeah. but they're not. Well, that that's based and, on people used to have to dig trees and move them in the wintertime, but a container-grown plant could be set out any day you can dig a good hole. Okay, okay. Well, that helps because I'm uh, friends coming tomorrow. We might uh, head over and get some trees from either that one or the one up on yep. the Lil. Well, when you plant, d- dig a wide hole. Be sure to loosen up the potting soil because, you know, yep. the trees growing in potting soil have a different root than growing in dirt. So always loosen up that potting soil. Just get ready to dig. That's yep. what That's the key. Yep. Okay, well, see you next Sunday. I hope so. See you then. Okay, thanks. Have we got time for Mike from Memphis? From Memphis. Hey, Mike, what's going on way up north? Hey, I got I got a simple one for you. How come my uh, bell peppers never get much bigger than a golf ball? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine do too. 
<laughs> uh, peppers oh, like okay. p- peppers like to be fed a little fertilizer at a time. You know, a lot of times we just fertilize once in the spring, like a farmer, and that's it. Peppers like uh, because they pre- I've got peppers that are still producing on plants I set out back in the spring, but they're small because I didn't fertilize them. And if you give them too much fertilizer, you get all all plant. See, so just give them a little bit of fertilizer when you plant it, and a month or so later, give them another little bit of fertilizer. You know, a little fertilizer every now and then to keep them steady, and they'll they'll do better. All right, man. I sure appreciate it. All righty, thank you, sir. Who me and these goldfish? We're gonna have a good time. We are gonna have a good time. I know another group of people are gonna have a good time. Our um, Jackson State University fans. Are they in and, town this weekend? Oh, yes. It's homecoming. You know, I live close enough to where I hear the boom. Oh, it's going you know, to You're going to hear a lot this weekend. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm almost three-fourths of a mile from the stadium. Yeah, well, I know. Yeah, I know you hear yeah, all of yeah. the. Uh, oh yeah, the game this weekend is at two o'clock. So if you're listening on a Saturday, um, I will be down at Veterans Memorial Stadium within a couple hours. Okay, <laughs> you're not gonna take your, your your saxophone player, right? You or yeah, but I'm not. Um, you bring your sax, I bring my trombone. <sighs> no, 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 not getting out there. I'm bringing my pom pom and enough money to buy uh, a chicken on the stick. <laughs> I, I've been known to take a, a folding chair down to the fairgrounds, and they, they actually let me walk in. I said, I just want to walk in and and hear hear the the, the boom, yeah, play, but it's too loud in the stadium. Uh, <laughs> so so I, I sit out on the grass outside, just listen to the to, to the band. Yeah, it's always it's a uh, salute to. The Sonic Boom of the South, the best band in the land. Yep. yep and yep. all the Tiger fans here this weekend. Yes, yes. Well, anyway, we're going to be talking about gardening two hours next week, and it's going to be a regular live program, two hours. Uh, meanwhile, I hope to get to see some of y'all at the uh, library, at the library, city hall, uh, pavilion thing, block north of the pier in past Christianity. It's going to be Sunday at 2 o'clock. Bring a chair, bring something to talk about. Meanwhile, if you get a chance, it's a great week. It's going to be nice and, and cheery out there, nice and cool. Take a kid to a garden center. Go to a garden center yourself. Take a kid if you can. Get a sack of daffodil bulbs, maybe a pansy or something. Or take them to a farmer's market. Let them meet the people who actually grow the stuff. Uh, and In other words, just introduce them to this whole concept of what we do and that's get dirty. Show kids how to get dirty. And if you got little kids take pictures of them because 40 50 years from now that's going to be more important than you can imagine right now i'm horticulture's felder rushing me and java and kevin and all the other folks here at mpb we hope you have a good safe weekend and look forward to seeing y'all for two hours next week right here on mississippi public broadcasting now william shatner would have said go forth i'm saying go forth and get dirty This is MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission.